the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Wine Women Radio. I'm Marcia Meekumber. I'm here with Lisa Adams-Walter. Hello, Lisa. Hello. How are you? I am good. I feel like we're all doing the big... You know, we've had uh, a lot of fires around here recently. The Kincaid fire is the real big one. Um, it, it put people uh, out of their homes, out of their wineries, um, out of their jobs in many cases, not being able to do their jobs. Businesses uh, closed. Businesses closed. The power outages. I mean, it was altogether really ugly. At least 180,000 people evacuated south from the North Bay area. Uh, towards the city, not everybody went to the city. A lot of people went family, friends, Sacramento, um, somewhat Marin, but Marin also had power outages, planned power outages. Right. Entire um, counties out of power. It was crazy. Yes, it was really it was debilitating financially for the economy in Northern it, California. It, oh, and massively. there are fires in Southern California too. It's that not are just also here, massive. But um, it's bad. I think the Kincaid fire is one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Uh, ever some something past seventy seven thousand acres burned. Um, it is it's still burning, but completely contained somewhere nor in uh, towards Lake County or in Lake County at this point. Well north now of uh, Windsor and Hillsburg and Cloverdale, I believe it's all in pretty rugged terrain, making it really hard for the first responders to deal with. But. Um, Dang, they've done such good jobs over the I past know. few it's years. Like, they're what amazing. We, what we do without Cal Fire? They're they're just incredible. They're awesome. they're superheroes. They are. I mean, they are our superheroes. Yeah. Um, during that time of the fires, amazingly, um, this part of town, we're at the panel right now, was not out of power. Um, the panel lines was open the entire time. They are here at. 535 West Napa Street in Sonoma, where we're recording right now in their private tasting room, which is a beautiful space for um, winemakers to hold private tastings for for groups. If they want to have like a small birthday party celebration of some kind, they can do that in this room. Um, This place is open uh, most of the time, Wednesday through Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., um, the other days of the week, uh, they're either closed or only open by appointment for uh, private events. But for, for those who haven't been here before, uh, they have a beautiful lounge up front at which they serve wine by the glass, wine by the bottle. But also they have beer on tap and, and my espresso. In my favorite room, the little gift shop. <laughs> gift shop. And the gift the shop. Wine, the wine it, room. It's a wine shop and it's an international wine shop. They have wines from everywhere from New Zealand and Australia through all of Europe, the Mediterranean, South America, and of course right here in our own right. backyard. A lot of wines you just don't find elsewhere around right. Sonoma and Napa, which exactly. is really kind of cool. And we were calling it a gift shop because... They have very smartly appointed it so that if you're a local or a visitor and you're going, oh my goodness, we got to grab a bottle of wine as a hosting gift to wherever you're going. You can grab the bottle of wine. You can grab the appropriate card. They even have them sorted out for types of events. They've got the gift cards. um, They've got the gift bags, the whole thing. So you can get bundled up and out the door quickly if that's what you're doing. And then there's also their cute little patio and they have a little fire pit that they run on cool nights. And now it's pretty cool at night. So 
it's kind of a must have thing to do. Definitely. We're into fall, which is pretty cool. And speaking of fall, well, this doesn't really coordinate, but I was looking for a transition. Um, We've got our guest here today. Art Murray is here. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Art. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for being here so much. Uh, Art is uh, from the family enterprise, the Murray family (laughs) enterprise of Flambeau Wines in Dry Creek Valley up, up to the north in the Russian River. So thank you for coming so far to come with us. Now, you experienced the the fire shutdowns, evacuations firsthand. Can you tell our li- mm-hmm. listeners a little bit about <laughs> what your experience has been like? Because you're not a native here. None no. of us are actually native to any type of fires. We shouldn't get comfortable with this. You're a New Orleans uh, native. As, as the name would imply, we are from New Orleans, and uh, we we left hurricane country and came up here thinking we were <laughs> we were free of the escaping. These. Uh, but we've had two, nature's two, wrath. two major fires uh, in in our area, 2017, and then of course Kincaid right. uh, just recently, and it's been. A learning experience. You learn the fly, you learn quickly. Uh, and we were we were evacuated, and uh, fortunately, the the winery was fine, the, the vineyard was fine, Yay. so we don't have a lot to complain about. But it right. was it was a long the, week. The the fire was the Kincaid fire was a really pretty good distance from you, but we all get nervous now because we know the 2017 fire, the Tubbs fire, and the Nuns fire traveled many miles in a rapid amount of time so it made people feel pretty nervous where did you were you an early evacuator um i think we were because we got uh, actually we got word that windsor and hillsburg would be evacuated mm-hmm. in, in a matter of hours so we just said let's just go and yeah. try to beat the traffic which was nice so we uh we had to haul the big vineyard dog with us uh, she's <laughs> she's about 90 pounds and so it was hard to find oh, wow. a place that would take her yeah. but believe it or not the the fairmont in san francisco oh, God. would let us have her and she wow. she, yeah. she by the end of the week she owned that hotel and, <laughs> and, and she had a lot of fun i think so. hotels are getting a lot more dog friendly i don't know about cat friendly but dog friendly and i did see some other vintner winemaker friends who found space at the the um uh, marina travel lodge that was also mm-hmm. open to pets and they had like four pets with them i, I so. experienced that myself in san francisco a lot of really really nice properties i mean stanford court mm-hmm. same thing they said i said oh you're dog friendly they said we're pet friendly like they take all types of pets so it's pretty i think that's amazing great. Can bring it, was, your... it was amazing and yeah. and and to to see these other dogs in the lot you know because everybody bought their dog and <laughs> I, I just had a hard time explaining that <laughs> she's used to a vineyard and owning the vineyard and so she thinks she owns this hotel hotel and and she wow. was going to dominate any dog that that was, was there, there as but well it, was, it worked out it was fine well that's, that's good great. and of course it well, wasn't it wasn't just you your wife and dog you have four daughters yeah i have four daughters so, now two two don't live here two don't um, live here so okay so the, you, the eight and 13 year old and they came and of course it, we were on top of each other we we're in a very small hotel room it was a, yeah it was a long week but uh Ooh. but everybody was was really good right. Yeah. And everything was there at the winery when you got back. So there's a little bit of... Correct. And our winery, which is Grand Cru Custom Crush in mm-hmm. Windsor, um, battened right. down and generators. So they really did a good job, even though they were kind of in and out. They couldn't be there full time. Um, right. they, they kept everything you know, running. And, right. Yeah. You had an interesting story of your experience when you went back. We talked a little bit about this before we started recording that even though the fire was 15 miles away... You came across 
a few burned leaves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in 17, we were getting ash and mm-hmm. that's, that's bad enough. But when I was seeing full leaves, just black, uh, you know, obviously they had traveled a long way. And, yeah. and uh, so the wind was really right. obviously, you know. Which is why pg turned off the power to so many of yeah. us as they were worried the about the overhead off. lines striking tree, whatever could be um, lit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and those winds were pretty high. It was so. crazy. I mean, the yeah. winds were just really really crazy yeah so uh yeah it's behind us for this season and let's cross our fingers that um everything will you know be in the clear and the nice thing was i think most everyone's harvest was done well ahead of these fires so there was less Um, scramble was your harvest all we were we were done we were actually lucky Mm -hmm. i think we had picked you know it's always that debate about this week or next and some people i think were waiting for that heat spike the next week and uh, so they did let it hang and then we had just decided it was time and we felt good about where we were and we picked and so we were lucky i think and we were actually lucky in 17 as well we made that same choice in 17 to go a little earlier i don't know why so we weren't you know cab always hangs the longest and dry creek valley in particular long so um, we were we were lucky and there are some that had fruit hanging and you know i tough choices had to be made yeah well your vineyard is 400 at 400 feet elevation in the dry creek valley and i should say not that technically means you're not in the valley. You're up on the hillside. Yeah, yeah we're hillside in Dry Creek, which isn't you know, which is perfect for it's, cab. It's perfect for cab, and it's yeah. a, it's it you know it's a challenging area uh, mm-hmm. to make cab. But when you when you put in the effort and the time, and you're willing to give up some yield, it's a beautiful cab. So yeah. Uh, yeah, well, exciting. So we'll hear a little bit more about the cab itself in just a minute. But our listeners may not know the whole history of Flambeau wines. I wouldn't expect everybody to know that. First of all, flambeau is a French word. Um, perhaps you would like to explain where all of that yeah. comes from for our listeners. So flambeau, F-L-A-M-B-E-A-U-X. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the French would just not have the X. Uh, Cajun French add an X for plural. So it, And it sure just does. means torches uh, in mm-hmm. French. So these are the torchbearers of Mardi Gras. And, you know, they they lit up the streets uh, when they had these nighttime parades right. forever ago before they had no electricity, lights. no electricity. So that was how you would see the parade. And That's they right. had these torches. But then they became kind of a part of the show and a celebration and and just fun. And so when they mm-hmm. got street lights, they kept them and they they still light the way. And they're just a big part yeah. of it, a big part of the party. And so we felt like that was a really good tribute to home and it really what we wanted kind of the wine to symbolize, which was know. celebration and having fun. Wine is a celebration drink, you know, everyday celebrations at that. So what a what a perfect marriage together. And the label is really quite beautiful because each of your wines, your different varieties and and, uh, uh, different options here, they they depict kind of um, different torchbearers historically from the the 1700s on. Um, but also the little different kind of backgrounds, you know, hints of Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Um, so they're they're quite beautiful to look at. Thank you. I, Thank I, you. We we wanted something that looked like it could have been around forever, like yeah. New Orleans, but that you know also had a kind of a modern look. So I think right. I think it came out great. Right. So we were we've been talking about New Orleans and where you're from. <laughs> I, I've had to practice that. You said I, it well. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a former business partner, <laughs> and he's from New Orleans, and I had to learn how to you know. You can't say it the way Chicagoans did, which is New Orleans. And he's like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> so I've been practicing. 
So uh, let's fill our listeners in a little bit how you got from New Orleans to Sonoma. Uh, That's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. And it was one of those sort of just everything sort of happened the right way. I, I had always kind of had this dream of owning a vineyard. I didn't know that I wanted a wine label necessarily, but I, I don't know why. It just it just spoke to me. And I, and I was like, okay, well, one day we'll do that. And so we... My wife's brother lived in San Francisco mm-hmm. and he said, hey, come visit. He knew about the dream, you know, and, and he said, come visit. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get his sister closer to him. So he said, I, I want <laughs> you to ulterior motive. I want you to check out this little town that we love. And it was called Hillsburg. And I said, OK, we'll check it out. And, you know, beautiful, good food, good people. Just and it kind of felt like a little New Orleans mm-hmm. in a way. And so we went out and I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, and then he said, well, come back again. In about six months, the and seed was planted. It's, seed now it's planted, dancing around. And there in was your a head. little dip in the market, <laughs> and so real estate was looking a little attractive. And he said, "Why don't you just look and just see?" And we did. And then I found this house that we fell in love with, where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, well, we'll buy it." But it was in a rental program, so I said, "Okay, great. Well, the rental program will pay the mortgage in twenty sure. years, thirty years from now, when it's all paid, I'll, I'll move and we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll start this dream at 60. Right. And uh, you were planning ahead. You probably I felt was, really good I about it. Really good. I was like, this is really smart, great investment, and everything. Well, we, we, of course, wanted to use it. And when you use it, you're not renting that week. And ultimately, we're looking at the books and we're like, we're only renting this thing like two, you know, two times a month because we're always here. And so we said, we just have to decide to, to what we want to do here. And so we just packed up faith. shop in New Orleans and jumped in, leap of faith, and moved out here. There you go. That's yeah. a lot. It's With a bit, young children yeah. in particular, that's a yeah, big the, decision. It was tough because we, so we did a full summer to test it right. and the kids came out and they loved it. And so we, we just did it. Now you, you were practicing law in yeah, New Orleans. I and, was and am. And, and I was yeah. going to ask if you were still practicing or going back and forth yeah. because you have a wine, a wonderful winemaker and we'll talk about him in a sure. minute. Um, but I was wondering, you know, that something has to keep paying the bills. <laughs> it, it really, it really does. You know, they, they always, what is the joke? Uh, you know, you start, how do you make a small fortune in the wine business? You start, start with, with a large fortune. fortune. How about starting with a, just an average amount of money <laughs> and how do you do it? Well, you have to keep your job. So, um, yeah. but what I found is that, that what I thought would be sort of a hobby, maybe a small part-time job has become a full-time job. So oh, wow. making wine, being a lawyer all at once, it's. It's Something a lot, else, it, and and what area what area of law do you practice? So primarily, I do environmental. Ah. Uh, there's no shortage of need for that. No, there Louisiana. isn't. So uh, I, I enjoy doing it, but at the same time, I really enjoy this. So the goal is to kind of have the wine take over over time and slowly do a little bit less law. But for now, I'm go. in it. And yeah, environmental law is a, definitely a booming area, no matter where you are. No matter frankly. where you are, yeah. So uh, it can be done here, and it can be done in Louisiana. And so I've I've found a way to, to sort of make a balance there, and and you Very know. Very cool. Yeah. Very nice. You you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it's time to pour one of these flambeau so wines here. They're, we're looking at them. They're crying I, uh, out for a little help here. And what, what would you like to pour for well, us? Well, I just, I guess in See terms of got. the palette, we'll start with this white. We have a Chardonnay. And this is our Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. You don't necessarily want to make Chardonnay in Dry Creek Valley. So we uh, source this from San Giacomo's two vineyards, mm-hmm. Keezer and Roberts Road. And we just love the way this one's turned out. All right. See what you guys see think. I got, got my notes on this one or not. So let's get a little. Mmm. It's got a lovely floral nose to it. A big nose, too. Mm. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. 
That's in, a, in a very pleasing way. So this one did double gold. Yes, double yeah, gold uh, at the Sunset International Wine Competition. Very nice. 96 you. points. Congratulations. This yeah. is wonderful. I suppose we should talk a little bit about Ryan, your winemaker. I think, I think we should. Or do you do, do you do you do this a little bit together where you work with Ryan yeah. and hope for some of the the magic to rub off as you learn the winemaking portion? Uh, I, I I think I would know just enough to be dangerous, even if I was to do this for a while. So <laughs> Ryan is great at, at, first of all, he he's a wonderful winemaker who sort of lets the fruit be the fruit and doesn't try to push it in a direction uh, that you wouldn't necessarily, that it wouldn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also just really good at listening to what we say we want. Um, so for instance, the Chardonnay, I don't want a Chardonnay that is so oaked that you're missing some of those fruit notes. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done a good job. He did a very good job of, uh, you know, it's all French oak, right. but not all new. So you're not getting so much of that butter or whatever the word is that you that right. you would associate with the oak. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I just think it's it's wonderful. The butter, the butter and the toast and the vanilla that you would yeah. associate with oak. A lot of balance. So we haven't really said for our listeners, Ryan mm. Pritchard um, also makes wines for Three Sticks and uh, William Sellum. Uh, or at least he, he did. did. Yeah. Uh, William Selim in the past, uh, Copain Custom Crush and Medlock Ames have all been places. So um, if you're going, I know that name, Ryan Pritchard, but mm-hmm. they couldn't place it. Well, now well, you have a new and, place. And he's, right, he's, he's right here in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so he uh, has a great pedigree. Medlock, of course, is a great example. So that's where he, I think he learned to make a beautiful cab. And that's what we first made was the cab. So we're sort of those who do know us know us for our cab, and I've been trying to tell people, look, try the Chardonnay, try the Zin. We've we've done some new varietals, and we think they're they're equally right. uh, good. So. so you mentioned you adding new varietals to the Flambeau portfolio. Yeah. What listeners may not realize is you started out just with the estate wine, the Cabernet, uh, seven acres there in um, uh, Dry Creek. Uh, but as you, as you say on the website that I looked at, which is a beautiful website, you can only go so far. Those, those, you know, there's only so much you can do with that much. That's exactly right. And you start moving out and then you also expanded to Cabernet and other varieties, um, from the Casada vineyard. And I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, absolutely. So So what we, we did have our estate in 14, but we also did source that mm -hmm. second cab, um, because we wanted to show you how different the cabs in Sonoma can be. So the, the, this, the Casada, a hundred percent French Oak, it's a little bigger and it's, um, you know, it's really pretty mountain fruit. Uh, and then you have ours, which is hillside. It's different temperatures, Mm -hmm. different soil completely. And uh, they're fun to kind of side by side. Yeah. So we did that, but we had Zen on the property. And I said, well, I've grown to really love Zen since I came out here. Yeah. Let's make one. And so we did it with the grapes that we were otherwise selling. And then Chardonnay and Rosé. And, and it's just, it always blows up. And <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. There you go. Yeah. Which is which is great. So are you around 1,200, 1,300 cases that's, a year uh, now? exactly right. About, right? Yeah, about that much. We're, we're growing about 20% a year, which seems uh, intimidating, uh, at least. I know that that's not a lot of cases uh, by, <laughs> by comparison to some of the, the older brands, but it, it for us, it's a lot. And we are, uh, we're having, you know, we're, we're, I like it because it's a nice growth rate without feeling like we're, we have a wall of wine coming at us that we have to, you know, to get people to try. Right. And give you a lot of stress as you try to figure out, I have to sell all yeah, of this. That's, I, that's the big thing in this business is... You know, if you're going to make it a successful business, you have to sell what you make. And it's right. really challenging. So, and I've heard from 
um, a lot of famous vintners and winemakers about their early years of going, well, we've got enough grapes. Let's just, you know, make everything sure. that we can. And then, and then this realization dawns when it doesn't all move in one year because they're relatively new. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I run the math on one ton of grapes when somebody's like, Hey, I have a ton. Would you like to make it? And I just run the math and I'm like, Whoa, it's not just what you want for that one ton. And so it's, uh, you really have to, it, it's been an interesting road because of course you want to have enough to supply the demand and we are getting a little bit of a demand, but, uh, you know, it's terrible when you have to tell someone that you're out the same time. You don't yeah. want to have it sitting in the warehouse. And right. so it's, it is it's a, a balance. It's a balance. Absolutely. Exciting stuff. Well, so this is delicious. What do Thank you me. enjoy the Chardonnay with? What are the oh, Lambo's um, signature pairings for this Honestly, wine? this, this again, it's very food friendly. I we think. like to have our wines have a good range. So, um, the Chardonnay, because it is a little bit lighter, you're getting more of the fruit. There's a lot you can do with it, obviously, uh, chicken and fish, uh, but then you can just do it with some really interesting cheeses and I love nuts with it. It has a little bit of a nut, yes. uh, component so i love almonds with it and just different i mean i kind of like having i have fun with it trying to find things that that would be maybe something you wouldn't think of as a pairing the zen is particularly uh, like that i can mm-hmm. as a range uh that we go to thai food things like that it's just things oh, you wouldn't cool. normally think of there so. you go so i was gonna so then we have to ask the other key new orleans dishes that you like to have with your <laughs> chardonnay is it gumbo uh, is it etouffee? Etouffee would actually be wonderful. That's what, that was the first this. one that and came that to mind. Be, uh, and in fact, I, I actually think jambalaya could work with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it depends on what you're And what how spicy. Is, but, and how <laughs> spicy. But um, it, no, it really does pair with a lot of New Orleans foods. And, and, and again, Louisiana, as you can imagine, is our main market, at least as we're starting out. So we probably sell 30% in Louisiana, mm-hmm. to, mostly to a lot of restaurants. And, and so we're always looking for things that, that they're excited about. And and here's another here's another New Orleans pairing that's coming to mind with this for a different meal. Let's just say um, a little break in the afternoon, or well, if you get a little crazy in the morning. But I would do a little beignets with this Chardonnay. That crossed my mind actually, <laughs> but I was unwilling to admit it. So oh, thank you, Marsha. I, I will admit it. I will admit the crazy uh, things. I would suggest for an yeah. afternoon like brunch? break. Yes. Brunch, maybe. Sure. I think it would work wonderfully for brunch. <laughs> yes. uh, in, in fact. Uh, I'll do a minor plug for a friend who's from Louisiana, <laughs> uh, the Parish Restaurant in Hillsburg. I just love their beignets, and and and, and I actually have done that pairing. So uh, oh, no, there you go. Also More. Okay. Some other foods as well, but uh, but yeah, no, it's exciting. I get a lot of um, lemon curd notes. I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking to. I used to make a lot of um, lemon bars um in season and um as i've gotten older the sugar doesn't love me as much so i have to find ways to reduce the sugar in my lemon bars but oh man that would just that also would make delicious. a perfect yeah. kind of dessert pairing with this as well and of course creme brulee yeah you know there's yeah. a real natural pairing i there. think ryan is uh, three sticks pedigree he's uh, particularly good at chardonnay he just he he really uh he understands that you know this is beautiful fruit. San Giacomo's been doing this forever, and they have wonderful fruit. And I think you just don't want to lose that with all of the oak. So, right. um, I, I think he did a, a wonderful job yeah. as always. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What would you like to pour for us next? We have we have more glasses if you yeah. want to use well, let's, different let's, a different set of glasses. You that. choose. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go right. grab it. We'll take we'll take a quick break to do that. All right, we have got uh, we got our second wine here. Art, tell us what you have poured for yeah, us. So it's that's our estate Zinfandel. Um, and again, you know, I just, 
we were looking for that balance. We're looking for things that um, somebody who loves wine, who knows everything about wine, <laughs> will really appreciate and enjoy, but something that is approachable for somebody who's new to wine. And a lot of people will say, well, I'll start with a Pinot because it's a little bit, it's not so big and I can kind of work my way into some of the bigger wines. Thanks. And that's all true. But I think this Zen oh, does a really wow. nice job. This of, is beautiful. Thank you. It, 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 you know, it, it, it's different. We put a lot of French oak on it, which is not common with a Zinfandel. Um, but what it's doing is I think it is it sort of, for lack of a better word, it mellows it out. <laughs> that was the word uh, I was thinking You know, because you know, Zen, Zen is very fruit forward. Mm -hmm. And then, of mm -hmm. course, it can be really spicy, peppery. Right. Uh, so we're trying to find that balance. And I think it does a nice job of Well, there's a lot of spice line. and pepper in the nose right away yeah. in, a, in a really savory, scrumptious, this, makes you want more sort of way. The color, the color of the Zinfandels kind of screams all the black fruits, yes. which is what Zinfandel is. But Dry Creek is very well known for making and producing a lot of beautiful Zinfandels, and this is one of them. And I think I think it's true. It's a very mineral-rich soil, so you get you, it does mm. skew a little bit redder, a little bit more. You know, it's uh, you know, iron and a lot of the minerality of that soil, um, and you want to taste that. I think so. We again trying to mellow it out and get you that complexity. I think it's. Uh, it turned out wonderfully, and it's I it's got a little, you know, gariginess to it, you know, the the the, the minerality that you were yeah. getting at there, um, the spice is definitely there, Thank you. and a lot of you know, a, a lot of mixed black fruits on the nose there, but like you said, they're they're all incorporated. This is another wine where when I bring it to someone who says I don't like Zen or I just don't, that's not one of my favorite varietals. I said, look, just try it. A lot like the Chardonnay. Even if you don't like Chardonnay, try it because what we're doing is something a little bit different. And um, again, it has that range where we can pair it with, I mean, I can have it with a dark chocolate dessert. I can have it with Thai food. I can, it just has a really good range. And I want a wine, you know, this is more of our entry wine. It's $40 mm -hmm. a bottle, not to say that that's inexpensive, but on our you know in right. our spectrum it, it is and and i tell people look this is a good wine for when friends come over you don't have to pair it with something but if you do this is you a, have a lot of options you can do this completely standalone you can do this oh, with yeah. hard cheeses you can do this with a blue cheese but when you said chocolate that made me think of one of my favorite pairings and, you, and we all know how hard it is to pair chocolate with red wines um but one that i have successfully pulled off because it's a combination is Fran Gage's flowerless dark chocolate cake with raspberries, and then you and then you've got to throw in some vanilla bean ice cream, and <laughs> here we go. And it's food. and it's just like death by chocolate and beautiful red wine. That's almost exactly <laughs> what I was going for. So we were in a, a wine dinner in Louisiana at nineteen ten in Lake Charles, and and he had on the menu our Zinfandel last. Uh, after mm -hmm. the cab and I was like what and then I saw it was a dessert pairing and I was like wow I was oh like, yeah and so it was a dark chocolate souffle <gasps> with uh, and, and I, I gotta Yum. tell you it, it just was unbelievable pairing oh and I just hadn't even thought of it uh, oh so my goodness. You know, it How definitely fantastic. has a range well the, and then you go to the other end of the menu in this um, month's San Francisco magazine this mm -hmm. wine was selected to pair with charcuterie so you could start Ooh. a celebration oh my goodness. most definitely with this because you think of all those you know, cured meats and a lot of that cured little, meats. those earthy flavors and like nuts, like you said, with the Chardonnay, that sort of platter would be beautiful right. with this wine. Right. And I was going to say a lot of the time the cured meats, particularly the darker uh, cured meats and um, salumis, uh, you can, um, you'll, you'll throw on some sort of a seeded, a brown seeded mustard. 
Is it? Mm-hmm. And the spice from that definitely pairs beautifully with the Zinfandel. So this is yeah. not the kind this is not the kind of Zinfandel that comes out with a sledgehammer. I mean there's some, no, that's no. their intention. And what came to mind um when I had it the first few sips is it has this really smooth but very steady and strong opening. It's like it's small and then it opens up wide and it just keeps going through the mid mouth and palate and keeps sailing right along. No, you, Real you, strong. you nailed it. I always tell people that I've had a lot of beautiful Zens in Dry Creek Valley, but you know, they, they tend to want to punch you in the face and say, I'm here. Whereas this is, it, it's soft, it's subtle. You don't think of a Zen mm-hmm. as elegant. It is elegant. And yeah. It, but it, yeah, I, a I lot think of you, you're right. And a lot of credit to Ryan's yes. winemaking style. Cause I know this is, this is one of his skill areas. Um, yeah. that he does from uh, uh, tasting through some of his other wines. So beautiful. I, I'm curious when you said the the vineyard was planted already with some Zinfandel. How old are the vines? Uh, well, you know, vines? we do replace as we mm-hmm. we're sort of we replace as we go. Uh, so there are some vines that are that are newer, but but we've got some 20 year old vines there, and you know, so they're, they're just at that kind of peak point. Um, they sure are. The Zin the Zin was being sold to Segesio. And to Mazako and uh, at different points, mm-hmm. and I said, I said, you know, I bet pull it's it back. Good. I said, I bet it's good. I want to keep it. Uh, <laughs> once I learned that I loved Zen, and and so we did, and and of course Ryan just took it and ran, and uh, you know that was complete serendipity, by the way, getting Ryan. I didn't have like a, an interview where I interviewed ten people. I met him. He <laughs> this came is to the what vineyard. the wine industry is about, though serendipity. Yeah. yeah, we had a mutual friend, and I just and he was at Medlock, and and you know wanted a, a new project and mm-hmm. one where he could be kind of out front right. and uh and and it just blossomed from there and he's just been amazing wow it's just a it's a really beautiful wine i you know i think it's just a, a stunning expression of zen uh because it's it's just so beautifully balanced all through it and i think it's um this is not out of characters, I mean, this is kind of a classic Zen, a classic elegance Zen is how I would think of it. For yeah. those who are familiar with it, if you love black fruits uh, and you know a, a certain degree of spice to it, and a and a nice long lingering finish, this is it. And another pairing I was thinking of was um, any and all red to black fruit pies. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I haven't, I haven't done it, but we were thinking at Thanksgiving about the various pies. We like to have a bunch of pies. Oh, and yeah. I, I was just working it through in my head. I was like, this could go really well with right? a lot of stuff. My um, stepdad would absolutely yeah. love this with my mother does her mother's pumpkin chiffon pie. Oh. And um, he would, would he would good. go with this. And, and it goes with a lot of different things because there's so many different opportunities depending upon you know, which way you want to go with your pies and your, your combination. Yeah, we've so, been kind of pushing this wine among our club and customers as a Thanksgiving wine because of the range and you can really pair it with a lot. So I think, uh, and, and, and the feedback on it has been great. Again, I'm getting a lot of, I don't like Zens and then I'm like, try it. And generally speaking, they're like, I'll have four more. So know? let's talk a little Thanksgiving yeah. pairing here. I would do this. I would definitely do this with the turkey and the Absolutely. gravy because the gravy is going to provide the balance of the richness. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely with any and all sweet potatoes. This mm-hmm. is yeah, perfect really with all of that stuffing, um, different ways. And uh, my mother does a stuffing that's almost like a New Orleans style stuffing because it has oysters I in it. I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a big thing. And yeah. uh, and it, it would definitely go with the stuffing as well. So there's 
So this is definitely a perfect pairing with Thank the you. Thanksgiving day meal all the way, you know, from beginning to end where you want to go with us. Yeah, we've uh, we've definitely been, you know, we started out as a cab brand and mm-hmm. people know us for the cab and it's just been a kind of, all right, try something. <laughs> try <laughs> this try and, some, and, and they, they have really been warming up to it. So yeah. it's been it's been fun. What have been some of the the surprises? We do a little talk on the show about the from behind the scenes. You know, it's not just all for the consumers. We're right. consumers. We know you're there and you're listening. But wow, this industry is full of surprises from the back end of you know being a vintner, being an owner of all this. You you took a fair amount of time with your dad and your mom and your wife before deciding to plunge in and purchase a vineyard. And then of course you mentioned the big move. What have been some of the surprises as you've gone through? Hopefully pleasant surprises, but you know, well, the what, fir- what the, comes to mind? The first surprise, frankly, is that it was so good. And, I, I, and what I mean is, I, I just didn't know. I had no idea what to expect. We were making a cab in Dry Creek Valley with a, with a new winemaker mm-hmm. who I didn't know right. that well. And, and so I think our thought process was, well, we'll make, you know, 400 cases. Mm-hmm. Worst case, we can sell it to friends and, <laughs> or give it away or whatever. I Drink mean, really. Right. And, and this, and, is, a com- this and, is a common way people start out. That's going, exactly it. And, and so we're looking at it and, and, you know, it's just sitting in bottle and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're like, okay, I want to try it. And we would try it. And I said, you know, I think this is really good and like better than I could have hoped for. And I, I, this might be real. Like this might be a, a producing vineyard with a beautiful wine and let's just see where it goes. And then it just kind of took off. And, and, and then we've just, we love it. So we, we just love keep it. adding to it and, and making it a bigger, bigger than it was. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that you're at Grand Cru too, because that's such a phenomenal, I mean, maybe for our listeners, explain what it's like. Yeah. It's, it's again, like a state of the art, incredible again, winery. serendipity, right? I, yeah. uh, we, uh, Ryan knew Robert Morris and some of the people mm-hmm. who founded the, that winery. And it's a custom crust facility, but it's just beautiful. And it has the hospitality component, which most don't. So we were at... That's a um, huge benefit. Yeah. I mean, originally, we started, we were at Medlock Custom Crushing where, where Ryan was. Mm-hmm. And then when he left there, we we're like, where do we go? And this just worked out. And, and so now we can do tastings. In fact, if I'm not there, they do this Fentner selection where they have, you have a little bit of everybody, which is fun. That's so nice. And uh, so we've gotten exposure that way, but we've also just been in a facility where, for instance, uh, it is a 24 hour facility in the sense that Ryan can just walk in at midnight when he right. maybe is only available, uh, where he couldn't do that before. Right. Uh, he didn't have that option necessarily. So it's just been huge. And then to have to have all those other brands there who are all sort of established and, and they, 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 they don't, they don't hold secrets. They tell they tell me tips and hints. And so that's been a nice surprise is just seeing a lack of competitiveness, a lack of, at least from my, in the industry of supportive. Yeah. It really, really, it really is. And and that's not, I'll just tell you in my other world, in the lawyer (laughs) world, that just doesn't happen. Secrets are kept. And I I get it. But uh, here it's just been so, they've been embracing and, and they've really, given me some hints, you know, cause you make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes no matter who your consultants yeah, are, who your winemaker is, and that's life. And, uh, and, and, but for the most part, I think we've, we've been going in the right direction. What are some of the other wine brands that are there? That oh just goodness. Are? Uh, just all wonderful brands. I mean, I don't think they could be there if they weren't. We have a uh, black kite, uh, and these are just, just a few to name, uh, Lando, Brulium. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, we, Eric Ken, I think is, is, is there, but maybe, uh, moving to another facility. We have, um, Smith story is a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful wine. They make, you know, Smith story is a great example. You know, they started, 
I think that they had like a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. That may not be exactly or what it was, but it was a Kickstarter. Wow. One of the and other. They, and they, they began that way. Uh, and yeah. I mean, just it's just so neat to see these different stories. My other friend, Sam Lando, uh, just, you know, cashed in his 401k and said, I'm going to start making my own wine as opposed to just doing marketing Following for the dream. other brands. Yeah. And, they, you know, it's just, it's fun to see everyone comes at it from a different angle and they make wine sort of consistent with that angle. And it's just been really fun to watch. Beautiful. What a neat group Wonderful. to be a part of. Very cool. Uh, are we ready for another wine sure. here? Um, now, uh, this time I'm not going to uh, put yeah, us on hold for a second. Let us kind of combine some stuff we'll here. We'll do that. To go through because I've got extra here. If we, so, as if I we said, need extra glasses, I, I'm going to guess. Is this a cab? This is the cab. This, this is a cab. This is a cab. Now, it's not the Dry Creek Valley. It's not our estate cab. I brought this for a reason. This That's is okay. our Redwood Hills. So every year... When we make a cab, we like to have a second cab, not just our estate, where mm-hmm. we can do it a little differently. Typically, it's a mountain fruit, um, so a little bit higher altitude, a little mm-hmm. bit colder nights, more concentrated. And um, this, in this instance, it was Redwood Hill, which is the Fountain Grove district. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, this was 2016 when, when we got this, so it was a year before the fires, but that was the last year that they produced. Uh. So this will be the only, and they're not coming back, unfortunately. So heart break. In a way, it's it's very sad, but in a way, it's beautiful because we're we're kind of paying a tribute to the last grapes from this vineyard, and yeah. they were fantastic. It was a volcanic soil, high altitude, and um, it is 2016, so it's just starting to come into its well, own. I think we should have a toast yeah. to the it's last the of the 2016 so. Fountain Grove Cabernet. It's pretty special oh, from Flambeau Wines. Wow, big nose. Yeah. This is a really beautiful concentrated fruit, high altitude. Mm. Um, Black fruit. Mm. I'm I'm, I'm actually sad that that they're not. So our listeners who are further afield, particularly those of you in New Orleans, uh, Fountain Grove um, burned to the ground, literally everything on Fountain Grove, just about everything on Fountain Grove. Very quickly, I had, uh, in the 2017 fires, um, the nuns fire and the tubs fire that that swept its way west from above, north of Calistoga um, and and it just kind of went through the slot canyons and the wind was blowing things at amazing speeds it was like I don't know something like 90 miles an hour I mean the speed at which the fire moved was something at insane levels and I had friends in Fountain Grove who had like two minutes yeah to they like right they grabbed yeah. a laptop and whatever they had on their backs and jumped in the car and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was moving a football field a minute. Thank at, you oh, for that reminder. Uh, right. If you want perspective, that's how fast. I mean, my friend actually who you know lost his home, he was talking about how you could tell where the fire was by the trees falling perpetually towards the house so you could tell how far and it was just and a matter speed. of minutes. And, and the, the winds. Um, and of course, driving them in I that didn't direction. know this, but fire is self-perpetuating. So yes. it actually adds wind to wind. Yes. Uh, so in some places it was going 130 miles per hour. Right. Um, that was on, the thing I learned in the Oakland Hills fire was how it, right. it generates. That's why they call it a fire wind. storm because it creates yeah. its own environment. Craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's something else. It's um, amazing. But uh, so. Is, so this is the beautiful last celebration from yeah. that vineyard and, and, and it know, was a stunner. Uh, that's New Orleans is really about that. Uh, I mean, not saying that, you know, that this was a, a tragedy, but. We do celebrate at the end of a funeral. There's right. actually that's right. Seen this, but Along there's Bourbon a Street, celebration, yes. and uh, this is sort of to celebrate them. And and they did try to come back. I think they just decided it was too much. And 
uh, they did lose a lot of vines uh, in their home. So, um, and this is a stunning Cabernet. Thank it you. really is. So this definitely skews a little bit bluer. Uh, you know, if you think about the blue fruits, blackberries. Um, you know, uh, whereas our Dry Creek maybe a little bit more red, raspberries, plums, um, and you definitely get more minerality on the Dry Creek. So it's it's fun. You really see a difference, and I can always find one cab at least that people really enjoy and and. And of course, they have different purposes. This one is probably great with a pairing with a with a big steak, whereas Dry oh, yeah. Creek has a you know it has a really mm -hmm. good range and it doesn't even need a pairing. Where you don't think right. of that with a cab, um, it can just kind of be by itself. Mm -hmm. But I could I could see doing this depending upon how you make it with a jambalaya with an etouffee. Um, yeah, this, this uh, so you can you can do the dishes from the homeland. You yeah, you Most can definitely. you can, and it's fun because my brother, who's sort of the chef of the family, he he loves to come up with a great pairing idea. So, for instance, with this one, it's a, a turtle soup. Um, have you ever? With I've never had that turtle soup with a little sherry, and it, it, it so you think about it, it, it's it's a little browner, a little redder, and it's mm -hmm. just got the tomato base, and it it, it actually works really well with this. Um, so it's cool. not something you would think of. Again, we're always trying to find. Fun pairings. That's a new one for yeah. me. That's a turtle, turtle soup. soup. Yeah, Antoine's actually in New Orleans has yes. a wonderful turtle soup. So that that and they have our wine. So it's been uh, fun oh, to see wow. all the things they come up with when they suggest pairing. Yeah, we should we should mention a little bit. Your wines are available not only to your club um, through direct sales, um, but you're also in Texas. And do I remember Florida? Is Florida, Texas, and um, and Arizona, and Arizona, Arizona. and, and uh, of course Louisiana. Uh, yeah, we're slowly uh, expanding out. I guess we kind of expand out from home, so yeah. we've been expanding out from Louisiana, and uh, I think Georgia's bit. probably next. And so you'll very, see us very fitting move up. And we actually, believe it or not, we're at one place in Minnesota, oh, so we have we have the north covered. Uh, <laughs> so that somebody who's like an expat from New Orleans has <laughs> moved to cold you, land. No, this was actually uh, <laughs> so a friend of ours, um, uh, Corsi Graves. I, I don't know if you know the wine, but uh, they they have a connection. I think one of the owners is from Minnesota, and he opened up a tasting room, and so he brought a lot of. Really fun. They brought a lot of local small boutique brands to Minnesota wow. in this one spot. And of course, I have a lot of friends in Minnesota, so it's fun. They get to go try our wine up there. That's wow. Exciting. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. So we haven't talked about... Oh, sorry, Lisa. No, you go, well, I dig wanted, in. I wanted to find out if someone wanted to come try your wines. How does that Perfect. work? You know, That's a great, how, great What question. are the options? Well, because of Grand Cru's uh, hospitality uh, component, we do tastings right there, and you can make an appointment online. That's easy. Uh, and, of course, you can order the wines mm -hmm. online. We try to make it as simple as possible. Everybody does it different, and that's fine, but we want you to be able to get the wines if you want them. Uh, and then for people that are either in the club or that we have you know, sort of met at a prior tasting, uh, we do tastings at the house. Um, right on the vineyard so you get to see the other side of it not just where we make the wine but where it grows and so people have really enjoyed that and we've, yeah. we've actually done some corporate events where people come and they have a meeting right there on the, on the deck and yeah then, it's and a then beautiful they do a tasting it's been fun well we'll do some links so people can see the yeah. the shots of that because it's a it's a beautiful vista the outlook um, off your yeah. terrace. How many really mountains? Nice. You can see a lot of mountains. Yeah, you know, I, so again, not being from here, interesting facts <laughs> you learn. Uh, someone was explaining to me that it's one of the few houses in the valley where you can see the entire Mayakamas range. So you, all the way from Geyser right. Peak to St. Helena. And Which so, is like a couple miles away. The Mayakamas range is still a couple miles away yeah, from it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's a good, On the you know, opposite side, opposite to the east. Opposite side, uh, you know, which, um, you know, it's just 
uh, it's pretty spectacular to be able to see that entire range. And then you can actually see geysers, um, sometimes five or six. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's, oh. There's some really special views there. And, and so we do try to... Yeah. We were like, look, I know you like the winery, but you should check out the vineyard. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, we've all heard recently the geysers, which is part of where the Kincaid fire began, really, is within uh, the geysers. They've also been experiencing, unsurprisingly, some small earthquakes because um, they're kind of yeah. straight to the core of the earth yeah. uh, there as well. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah. It's, a, it's a great way to, to take in a lot of you know, geologic features that you may not ordinarily get to see. Yeah, I was uh, so. I was actually surprised because when I would see these, it just looked like kind of like clouds shooting up from, from the mountain. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm from New Orleans. Everything's <laughs> flat and right. just kind of, you know, and, and so like I'm going, seeing that, that I'm like, what is that? And they're like, those no. are geysers. I'm like, really? And they were going up hundreds of feet. So, no, it's, wow. it's, it's pretty spectacular. But we just, look. We feel really lucky to be here. Fires are, you know, they're they're terrible and you have to deal with it. But we just keep telling ourselves it's the price we pay for, for such a really pretty life. And the kids are enjoying it. And look, I don't do this to make money. <laughs> I don't think I may, I may never make we, money. At we, this. We, yeah, uh, we talked about the... You need a small fortune to make a, yeah, or you I, need I, a large fortune to make a small fortune in any way. I do it in the hope that the kids yeah. will have something that, that that's a going yeah. concern. Do they? Ha- do, do your girls have some interest in this, or do they kind of like yeah. what's this vine stuff? Yeah. So the littlest one, Lila, uh, she's eight, and she just she thinks she's a winemaker. She thinks she's like a sommelier. <laughs> Love it. And she does videos where she's talking about grapes. I don't know. She's making half of it up, but it's beautiful because oh she sounds really. Confident. I hope you're posting these videos. Videos oh, for we, the we club do. to we see do. and we all do. that. They uh, they get it. I mean, and then the older one, she's really into it, but she's, you know, Lila will go out and sell. I mean, she'll actually fantastic. <laughs> Whereas Nia's a bit more reserved. But and, she said, "Can I, know. Dad? Can I? Can I make some?" Oh, oh, she wants she she wants to make it. She wants to taste it. Which of course we have to. <laughs> you <laughs> have know, to pull Morgan Twain Peterson uh, was making mm-hmm. wine at like five. You know, yeah, I think we'll have to figure out a way to get her in there. And it, <laughs> Ryan actually enjoys teaching Lila, so it's been good. Uh, so, oh, wonderful. Uh, and, and so Nia's into doing a lot of the write ups that we do. She loves to write. Wonderful. My, my oldest is actually a published author, so she loves to do it. Everybody has a role, They're and all... we want everyone to be involved. So, yeah. my brothers are both involved. And you know what we have talked about being involved is we haven't talked about Flambeau Fridays. Mm. You know, this is a Flambeau Friday. Very important. It's a thing. Um, I'm I'm just going to assume this kind of originates with a New Orleans sense of the weekend kind of gets started on Fridays. But tell us more, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, So in New Orleans, we have what's called just a New Orleans Friday. And it's literally you go to lunch and you just stay out until midnight. (laughs) So you just stay at the restaurant until six. Then you go somewhere else to drink. And I mean, it really is. It's a siesta. Mm -hmm. And um, so we kind of were embracing this concept of let's celebrate on Fridays. But actually, it was an out-of-town friend. We had like all of 20 club members when we started. And one of the club members said, uh, here's a picture of me drinking the wine and you should post this and call it Flambeau Friday. So I give him his oh. credit, Jamie Pizzaruso. He, uh, he, he, he idea, came Jamie. up with the idea. And ever since then, we've done Flambeau Fridays and we Have get... Have you hashtagged this? You got to uh, hashtag, hashtag it. Hashtag it. And, and, and every week, someone sent, multiple people will send in pictures and we're, we're kind of like... Wonderful. Try to post them all. It's not always possible, but it's fun. Uh, and That's and as we've grown, fun. we've gotten some really interesting pictures. Everyone's always trying to top last week's picture. <laughs> That's so, wonderful. Yeah, it's been 
fun. That is just great. So it's really cool to hear that that's the way things have developed with it. And uh, so I want I, I want to know a little bit about. Um, you got your parents, I take it you got your parents roped into this, not the other way yeah, around. I, I, I completely suckered them. I, <laughs> no, Do they love I want to be clear. Like I just said, oh, you want to like own half of a wine label? It won't be that bad. We'll just do a little bit, you know, and it just blew up. And now they're like, you know, what are we doing? So they, they're all in. They're all in. They invite all their friends to join and participate. Yeah, you I haven't mean, talked about the club. Let's talk about the club. Sure. So the club does, obviously, I mean, you have a club for a reason. Right. Uh, one, you get regular shipments of the wine, mm-hmm. but you also get wines that you can't otherwise right. get. So the well, Redwood Hill is not available mm-hmm. except to the club. Um, mm-hmm. We have a reserve coming out that's just for the club, and the rosé is just mm-hmm. for the club. So um, people really like to, you know, there are Be some part. wines you can find at a restaurant, but they love to have that wine that, that no one else can yeah. have. And also, we just don't have a lot. So now that we've gotten a little bit of popularity... Right. It, it's, they want to be able to, to get something nobody else can. Right. And you mentioned that the club members actually then eventually could come to the to the vineyard and actually have a tasting there. So that's a real perk to uh, be absolutely. able to try that and, out. and again, we had a club member who uh, had her team from Apple come and, like I said, do a corporate meeting. And, nice. and, 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 and having known her, I was like, Perfect. that's fine. And so we... We they love they love to be able to come and, and again that's a special a special feature uh, being able to do lunches there dinners there. Fun. So speaking yeah. of um, the story and seeing what's happening, I noticed that um, Flambeau was one of the finalists in the International Wine Spectator video contest. So I think our listeners could find that video online to actually see you and, and hear a, a yeah. two-minute version of the story. You to want to extent, tell us about to that? To the extent you want to see me, check it out. But I, 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 you know, I, I'm not the feature of it. I'll tell you what, what really made that video, again, coming back to my wife's brother who got us to come out here in the first place. He also does video production and he he just did a beautiful video. Um, it was. Using it really a lot was. of really cool footage. We sent him to Mardi Gras so he actually has real Mardi Gras footage and then uh and then of course he did some shots with us in the vineyard and it was just fun to see his interpretation i think the wine contest theme was wine wonderlust and so your journey for wine and of course we've got a pretty cool journey from new orleans to here and and uh yeah we got second place we you know you always want to win but we were quite we were quite but i mean there are there are a huge number of entries to this and for listeners who may want to check it out it's called from from the bayou to the bay, yeah. which is yeah. very, very fitting, and it's a lot of fun to see, um, and is a great was, depiction. You can see the flambeau the live from Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, street, for those of you like, that want to know what a flambeau, know what flambeau does <laughs> and what they look like, it really, it actually really, it shows that. And, and, and you know, it was just, it was a cool experience. Uh, I, I, frankly, I'd want to do it every year if we, because <laughs> uh, it was just fun. We got to, and you know, you get this, you got a really good feedback from our customers who were just like, this is cool. I'm getting to learn more about the one, but also, I encourage them, like, look, there's nine other people or eight other people that were mm-hmm. finalists. Go mm-hmm. look yeah. at the videos because they're right. all beautiful. Yeah, there were a lot of beautiful yeah. videos all over in the, the whole world, thing, which so. was incredible. Yeah. You know, in fact, was... we made friends with the, the third place. Uh, com- uh, they were from Croatia. Uh, and, Exciting. And, and, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm meeting people Home, from all over the world. Homeland of Zinfandel. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it absolutely is. Uh, and so, and they, I got to hear their takes on Primitivo, uh, oh, Zinfandel. Nice. And, and so it, it was fun. We got to meet Very new cool. people. Wine right. brings people together for sure. It sure does. Right? So here we go. A little clink for bringing people together because mm. that's the whole point. And celebrating a grand tradition in Lalland's for 
centuries, actually. It, it, it has been centuries. Flambeau Wines at flambeauwines.com. Uh, you can find them in the Dry Creek Valley of the Russian River Valley along Dry Creek Road. Uh, but up on the hillside, you're at 400 feet above uh, sea level, um, which is very cool. And all these really great wines, you can consider joining the club. Um, Art, what else before we close would you like to make sure our listeners know? Well, I, I think the most important thing is that the, you said surprises. What surprised me? Well, I mean, having what I think is a really nice wine is only one-tenth the battle. Uh, it's getting people to try it. So, look, I just say... Come for a tasting, and if, if I'm wrong, you don't like it. It's fun. Move on. Uh, but I think you'll like it, and then I think you'll want to. want I never ask people to, to, to buy wine on faith. Come taste. Uh, if you if you say you heard the show, we'll just taste together, and there we'll you go. Make an appointment anytime. That's and, pretty and, cool. Yeah, and we'll we'll just make it a. And, and by the way, our tastings are a lot like that. They're informal. We just hang out and have a glass of wine, and maybe two, maybe three. And okay. so you will meet guests at Grand Cruz. Yeah, and by the way, I do, uh, generally speaking, unless I'm not available, I do the tastings in person, always. Uh, I want to, I mean, look, it is as family operation as as a family can be. And and so we, the kids will go (laughs) to the tastings sometimes and you get to see the dog running in the background. So it's... There you go. The big dog. Yeah, yeah, big dog. Exciting stuff. Big dog. Art Murray, thank you you. so much for being on the show today. Folks, check out Flambeau Wines. You're just, these are absolutely delicious, um, beautiful wines. Lisa, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I just think it's a, they are gorgeous wines. And I think I need to order some Zinfandel for my Thanksgiving table. (laughs) There you go. It sounds absolutely delicious to me. They're, They're absolutely beautiful wines. We'll provide some links on our webpage uh, so folks can find Art's beautiful wines here uh, and support the cause. You got to yeah. support the family cause. And they're just because they're beautiful wines. You should all know about them and come visit. Yes. And taste. It's yeah, Grand Sonoma's Cru Crush Wines. That Sonoma is a really is good point. Sonoma's open. Uh, Sonoma uh, County open is for business. wide open. So yeah. please so, come. Yeah. 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 Buy wines from Sonoma County. Support your uh, support your local winery uh, in a big way as we go back to the support your local sheriff. That's what it makes me think of. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what it support your local winery that you love in Sonoma because they're open for business, inclu- including the ones that have been really affected. Absolutely. Uh, even hard. They're still out there opening their doors. So even if things have burned down. So well, we mentioned Medlock Games. Um, they, yeah. they certainly, you know, people should visit. Um, yeah. There you and, go. So. Ryan Pritchard makes a lot of beautiful wines, uh, including these fantastic flambeau wines. So. Listeners, come back and uh, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have a a great new show for you. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Marcia. It's been fantastic. Listeners, have a great week and cheers to you.